You're back. You're ready to heal. I'm Chris, and this is the Save Your Soul podcast, where we observe and navigate healing in phases through intentional conversations centered around living, wellness, and spirituality. As you continue to listen, I hope that you are cleansed, centered, and empowered. Get what you need and be. Pulling up in front of Fiesta Mart on the corner of North Shepherd and 24th Street, my granny and I went in for groceries, among other things I do not remember. Like all our trips there, I was sure she'd let me get a bag of trolley gummy worms or peach rings for 50 cents at the front of the store while we waited to check out. This sure thing made our stops always worth it. I didn't mind going to the store with granny. We pushed our basket up and down just about every food aisle while she directed me on what to grab off the shelves. Midway down another aisle, she stopped and reached for a new straw broom over her head. Then she handed it to me to hold. We continued our journey when a petite Hispanic woman stopped us beckoning to my grandmother to give her our broom. She didn't speak English well, but my grandmother understood. She told me, Give the lady the broom. So I did. The lady then spit on the broom, smiled, and handed it back to us before walking away. I remember being confused, but like many of us growing up in the 90s, I knew better than to ask questions about grown folks' business. We walked back to Granny's car, me licking sugar off my hands from the gummy candy and good karma on our side. Was nobody going to jail, and I'm sure nothing would stand in the way of a man taking that lady's hand in marriage. That was hoodoo. All right, hey y'all. Happy Hoodoo Heritage Month. Um, hopefully, I think this will be coming out. Well, actually, no. By the time y'all hear this, Hoodoo Heritage Month will be over. Um, but I wanted to talk about Hoodoo a little bit. And that's Hoodoo with an H, not Voodoo with a V. Um, so a little bit of transparency. I started to steer away from this topic because it is so deep and so complex. And truthfully... I didn't want to shortchange those of you listening who have never had a formal introduction into hoodoo or those who, um, you know, practice and, you know, y'all know, know some things. So, you know, I was like, ah, maybe I should wait and flesh this out a little bit more. But honestly, I don't think I would ever, this, I don't think the topic, I don't think hoodoo um, and all that it is comprised of could be um, encompassed in one episode. Like, that just ain't going to happen. Um, so I decided that I'm going to give y'all what I got. Um, and, you know, I'll just revisit the topic later with maybe a guest or three. Who knows? But 
Um, yeah, I wanted to give a brief introduction into what hoodoo is, um, the ways we all, including y'all Christian people, practice hoodoo and some of the misconceptions around the practice. So, you ready? Here you go. Um, <clears throat> what is hoodoo? Um, first of all, it's not voodoo. <laughs> um, prior to my own exploration of ATRs, uh, when I learned of these two very similar words, I thought that they could be used interchangeably and that's wrong. Um, they are not the same. Um, I pulled a definition from online. I think the website was conversation.com that reads voodoo or voodoo is a religion of its own that originated in Haiti and is practiced widely today. Um, sidebar, many people associate voodoo uh, with Louisiana and that makes a lot of sense historically. Like when you think about the, um, the transatlantic slave trade and where different uh people our people were dropped off at like yeah um if you got people from louisiana you know they know <laughs> but um i want to also read um an excerpt on hoodoo so we just covered voodoo now we're moving on to hoodoo um katrina has the donald writes Old tradition black belt hoodoo is a long-standing indigenous folk spiritual belief medicinal and controlling system created by African slave descendants originating on American slave plantations in the black belt south with a significant number of primary practices that resemble traditional West and Central West African spiritual practices. That's her breakdown of you know or explanation of hoodoo she explains a lot um in her book mojo working but that was what i wanted to pull and um also another book y'all know i like to read y'all things you know i like the factuals um but another book uh which is stick stones roots and bones it talks about um hoodoo and as she introduce, uh, introduces it uh, she says once upon a time we were Africans involved in a unique lexicon of beliefs lore stories and customs that were designed to help integrate us into an environment filled with plants animals elements and a complex array of spirits with the advent of slavery the physical bond with the motherland was broken but like seeds lifted from a ripe plant by wind, we found fertile ground in distant lands elsewhere. Hoodoo was established during slavery times using the available plants in the United States and borrowing from the ancient wisdom of the Native Americans. Hoodoo is American. Since it is not a religion, Hoodoo has always been practiced by a wide variety of people regardless of ethnicity or religious affiliation. Its attractiveness lies in the fact that it is natural, non-dogmatic, and practical. In short, hoodoo is concerned with health, wealth, love, luck, and happiness. Concerns to which many people can relate. Which goes back to my original comment. <laughs> we all practice hoodoo. 
no matter what you subscribe to. So, okay, let's get into it. Hoodoo isn't just about candles, oils, bones, and juju or grigri bags. Um, but it is because hoodoo is a working tradition. It's conjuring. It takes a lot of energy. It's about focusing your intent, summoning your spirits and the power within to create something tangible. We give the energy to the things, not the other way around. This is where scripture says faith without works is dead. You could literally, you know, believe that this, um, that this candle is going to do a thing. But if you don't do your thing with it, it doesn't work. Okay. So, um, hoodoo is medicinal. Um, and this, these notes, it's funny cause, um, I have notes that I wrote clearly, but what I mentioned, what I just read y'all from a book, literally just said the same thing. Come on, alignment. But anyway, hoodoo is medicinal. Um, many root workers were and are also conjure doctors, aka, aka, who is AKO? AKA hoodoo practitioners. Our people knew which plants worked for certain ailments and also understood the magical properties associated with each herb or root. And they used them to obtain certain favorable outcomes. I think um, the reason a lot of this seems foreign, if it does seem foreign to you, is because a lot of black folks in America stopped practicing. We didn't all see our grandmothers working the roots. We didn't all see, um, you know, people coming to our house asking for help or sitting around the table with some cords, you know, we or and cards necessarily weren't even well, cards were a thing, but it's not wasn't isn't always traditional uh, tarot cards. Um, most commonly used in hoodoo would be playing cards, playing card divination. So the same cards that they the big mama them play spades with, uh, or the same cards that they would use to do readings with. Um, but yeah, like for those of us who didn't see that, a lot of this will sound foreign. You know, you would see things in movies and wouldn't even know what was going on. I couldn't make connections. You just knew it was some voodoo. <laughs> we thought it was voodoo and that wasn't the case. Um, or wasn't the case always. But um, yeah, a lot of black folks in America stopped practicing and that was mostly by force, right? Um, and the same, uh, thing, the same concept or what have you falls over into birth work. Excuse me, y'all. Let me sip some tea. It spills over into birth work slash um, midwifery. But that's all another episode because, I mean, let's get into it. Why these white men coming here telling our grand, great, 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 great grandmothers that they didn't know what they was doing and it was witchcraft and this and the third when they was catching babies since they was babies. Like, profit. <laughs> That's why. Um, but yeah, it, it, you didn't, you didn't get, a lot of us didn't get that experience of our 
uh, foremothers working with gra- uh, graves, Lord Jesus, working with um, roots and herbs and, you know, the, doing the plant medicines because they had to stop. Um, colonizers demonized and cast out root workers and medicine women and midwives because they saw where they could create uh, like create something I don't even want to say better but they saw a, a, a income opportunity they saw money they saw business one thing I get on white folks baby they'll see a business and something <laughs> but they saw an opportunity to take what they learned from our people and turn it into something else and you know stop us from doing it um which makes me think of lovecraft country uh, <laughs> but i'm gonna circle back to that um i like to think of hoodoo as non-denominational uh it's all-inclusive it's for every of the body um any black person can practice regardless of what religion they subscribe to or whether they would subscribe to one at all. Um, and I put emphasis on black because this practice is FUBU. <laughs> FUBU hoodoo. <laughs> but this practice is for us, by us. Hoodoo belongs to us. Don't let nobody tell you that they practicing hoodoo and they are not black. Like... I'm sorry. It just doesn't make sense. They can practice Wicca. That's their thing. They can practice magic. They can call themselves whatever witch they want to call them. I personally don't like to call myself a witch. I used to, but I know better now. Um, But they can practice whatever sorcery they want to practice. But hoodoo is for us. Hoodoo was born out of resistance. It was born out of the struggle. Um, it is of the resistance movement in its own right. It is a resistance movement. White people did not have to resist anything. So if Huda was born out of resistance and white people ain't need to resist nothing, they didn't have they didn't have a fight like I, like we did. Then how could they use Huda? I'll wait. And again, it makes me think of Lovecraft Country. If you've never watched this show, I feel like you should watch the, the series in its entirety once for once for enjoyment, for entertainment, but then once more for education. Um, the more you learn and the more you walk a certain path or, you know, the more you uh, open your mind to uh, ATR um, you'll start noticing the, the connections, the symbology, the undertones that are really not under, they really on top. They really loud, <laughs> but yeah, watch that if you haven't, I love it. And my girl, um, Journey Smollett did her thing. Okay. Um, and she did her thing in Eve's Bayou, which is another hoodoo centered movie. Oh, we need to just, yeah. Get into the movies. Ooh, I'm a, that, that's an episode in itself. I got excited just thinking about it. I love Eve's Bayou. Oh, I love it. Um, but yeah, in Lovecraft Country, 
the white girl, I don't remember her name, but the white girl who was long distance cousins to Atticus, also known as Tick, um, she had her magic, but it was acquired magic because when it came down to doing the one thing to reach that God status, to be untouchable, she needed Atticus's black blood. Like, I hate to tell y'all the whole thing, but she needed what we had. She didn't have it. And that proves it, it, it it's, I hate to say symbolic, but I'm going to use that word. It's symbolic of the power that we have that others don't. She needed our boy T. <laughs> um, just like Master needed the women that were on the fields to heal his wife, heal the mistress or heal whomever from whatever disease they were working with. Like you got treated terribly. You were literally, you know, forced into slavery, but they knew that we knew something. So if the, after the white doctor that banned root work, couldn't get your wife healed, couldn't get your son healed with his, air quotes medicines you go out here to the to the cabin and bring back our great 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 grandmother and all of a sudden the mistress the son they walking around healthy again this is real these this these are real things it also makes me think of um this video i saw of these white orisha devotees I don't know if y'all saw this, but it was the video um, that a Babalawo posted that I am familiar with. Uh, don't shade no Babalawos because, yeah. But uh, the, this video of like, I'm going to say about 50 to, yeah, about 50 white uh, devotees all gathered on this bridge. I don't know where they were, but it was some bridge. And they were doing a ceremony that to I would assume would be Yemoja, or some of y'all know Yemaya, Yemaya, but it's Yemoja. Um, it was not a black person in sight on that video, but baby, they was chanting, they were playing their drums, they were swinging back and forth. You know, that's all. That's all they can do is go from left to right. They can't dance, <laughs> but. They was just, they was chatting. They was talking that talk, you know, because you can study this in the books now, right? Um, You can go to Nigeria and for the right price, somebody will give you a, 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 a crown, as we put it. Somebody will initiate you. Um, However, topic for another day. There was no spirits whatsoever that came down at their ceremony none they just over there mumbling and jumbling at that point <laughs> like because nothing happened there was no movement you know when spirit is involved you know when spirit is activated and spirit is there baby and again they didn't have who they needed to have there so there was that but these these spirits are not playing with nobody So I say all that to say, hoodoo is for us, by us, period.
I'll sound decisive. I mean, decisive, but divisive on that. That's fine. Moving on. Misconceptions about hoodoo and all other ATR. So here's the thing. I need you to take off your super religious, holier than thou, Jesus is the way, the truth, and the light hat right now. Take it off. I'm not saying that none of that is true. I mean, I'm sorry. I'm not saying that none of that is not true. I uh, believe wholeheartedly in uh, the Bible. I studied the Bible. It got its, its, it's got what it's got. However, that does not mean that ATR don't have what it has, and that ATR is demonic and all that. So let's just let's leave that there. But because I I don't know why I never feel the need to give too many disclaimers, but I feel like this episode I need to give them. I feel like this one is gonna be the one that a lot of people listen to that don't really know a lot. So. Um, I think many people put everything that they don't know or that they don't understand into the bad category, right? Um, people demonize hoodoo practitioners or Risha devotees, et cetera, et cetera, because they don't understand what the practices are. You know what I'm saying? They don't understand that drumming is a form of prayer. They don't understand that making offerings is literally making offerings, you know. Um, offerings are not just putting money in the plate at church. Offerings are just what they are. You're giving something to the spiritual realm. For a lot of folks, everything is devil worshiping. And what's funny is that we, and I say we um, as someone, you know, people of the... Uh, I don't want to say we're not of the Orisha Pantheon, but people that believe in the Orisha Pantheon, people that practice Ifa, Asandaria, um, and I can only speak of that because that's what I know. But we don't even believe in the devil. So how we worship the devil and we don't believe in the devil? In our practice, there is no such thing. So how can we worship the devil? I'll wait. <laughs> um... Another um, big misconception in ATR as a, as a whole, even though it's not a whole, is that people think that all of the non-Christian, non-Catholic, non—well, um, I would say, what would I say? Muslim nation of Islam, whatever. Um, not whatever. I hope I'm saying it right. Um, people think that if it's not those then it's all categorized like into it's all in one pot and they think that all of the things are the same ifa santeria palo candomble uh voodoo hoodoo even down to uh ancestor ancestor veneration and they again are not the same i kind of touched on that at the very beginning of the episode when i kind of gave a very short brief minute distinction between the two voodoo and hoodoo but um, even though Santaria, uh, Palo, Candoble, they all have like uh, a Ifa origin based on history, um, based on geographical 
you know, geographical context, I guess, like these different, um, they're different. Um, the way someone in, I didn't even mention Lukumi, but the way someone practices in Lukumi is not the way that someone practiced in Isheshe. Isheshe, and these again are all part of the, uh, Ifa Arisha, um, system, uh, or tradition. But in, uh, I'm just one thing, for instance, like in Lukumi, there is a much, in, in my research, a much heavier influence on Catholicism than there is in Isheshe. And in Isheshe ain't no Catholicism. It's straight up Africa, straight Ipa. Uh, but in Lukumi, there is a blend, but there's a blend for a reason. You have to do your own Googles for that because this is not going to be that episode. But um, same with uh, voodoo. Voodoo, they believe in, uh, they call their spirits the loa, loas. Uh, and loas very much so resemble, not, they aren't the same, but they resemble the Orisha to a certain degree, but they're again, not the same. Um, so yeah, people, you know, that's a misconception. People think this stuff is the same and it's not. Um, in Lukumi, you do a year of white during your initiation. Um, in Isheshe, you go to Nigeria, uh, ain't a year, a year of what? <laughs> like, no, it don't go like that. Um, so yeah, things, things are not the same. Even origins are not the same, but again, back to my list. Uh, people think that the culture who do, you know, or just ATR, uh, it's centered around hexing and voodoo dolls and etc. And um, to that, I say everything is about the intent of the practitioner. Um, I have like people who've received orders from me. I always on my on the top of the instructions for how to do your working. I put do nothing without intention. Everything is about your intent. You can make something be whatever you re- you want it to be, really. Like my work cannot be evil unless I want it to be. This black candle cannot represent evil unless I choose for it to represent evil and I invoke, you know, evil energy, spirit, you know, whatever. And however, things like hexing, think voodoo doll, all of those things, they are necessary in some cases, which again goes back to these practices being born out of the struggle. It, these practices were created in the effort to resist the oppression of America. I mean, not American, whoa, but African people in America. Like, it was a reason that our people carried with them a juju bag with Hajana Conqueror root in it and some graveyard dirt and some other stuff. Like, it's it's the reason for all of that. And see, I know right then when I started talking about graveyard dirt, somebody got nervous. <laughs> but it wasn't so much to kill a murder. First of all, I'ma say it, I don't care. How is it wrong to murder your oppressor when your oppressor then murdered so many of y'all? Like, we gotta get out of that thought process. But anyway, uh, things like hexing uh, was used as a protection measure. Again, it's your intent. If my intent is to get Mr. Mis- up off of me, to get him off my back, 
so that my days on this plantation could be smoother or as smooth as possible anyway, I'm going to make me a Grigri bag. I'm going to make me a little juju bag, like a mojo bag. If my intent is to become pregnant one day and I know that these roots, these herbs, this particular, uh, what would I say, prescription or working can bring forth that baby into my womb. Because, uh, what's the lady off of, uh, Tiana, uh, the, which, Mama Odie. Because Mama Odie told me to carry this around my womb. Why wouldn't I? Oh, you know, that's, that was the, the mentality and the desperation that our people had. Um... Now, let me also disclaim, I have never hexed anyone. <laughs> I don't know why I chuckled, because I feel like the chuckle made it seem like it was a lie. But I ain't got the lie. <laughs> I don't have to lie. I've never hexed anyone. I have um, got somebody up off of me, but I've never hexed anyone. No one was ever sick, hurt, died, none of that. That's not how I get down. So don't call me for that type of work. I remember when somebody called me for that too. I was like, girl, I don't do that. Like, what are you talking about? Um, but anyway, moving on. <laughs> Another thing is animal sacrifice. People are so pressed when it comes down to a little, a little bird. But they eat chicken. I'm just drinking my tea. I'm having so much fun with this. Wow. But yeah, people be worried about a little bird. And I mean, one thing about it is we definitely honor the spirit of the animal that is being given as and offered as a sacrifice to the spirits. We we do things in a certain way. Which I think is a foreign concept to a lot of people because in some spaces there is no order or decency. Um, and I say that with love and, and honesty. Like, you know, we... One thing that... Uh, uh, Ifa Arisha has taught me is formality, is order, is process, is patience. We don't see that sadly in the church. You know, people just be out here human and just being human. They don't slow down, you know, whatever. But oh, this is good, y'all, baby. I was a little shook before I started this episode. We ain't gonna even talk about that, but. Um, animal sacrifice. If you will turn to your Bibles <laughs> in the book of Genesis, all throughout the first, uh, not first Testament, but the Old Testament, there is animal sacrifice. So what's the problem? Um, I believe that the clothes that were made to cover Adam and Eve once they got into that sin were made out of goat or some type of animal. Like, it, I know it wasn't no, no cotton clothes being made or whatever. 
I don't know, read your Bibles. I, I'm, I'm just saying. Um, but in fact, we did stop seeing animal sacrifice in the New Testament. And y'all, people love the New Testament because it's very much so, it's very much so millennial. <laughs> like it gives us things to hope for. It, it, it It's relatable. Um, But we did in the New Testament, animal sacrifice was not, I can't say it was completely gone because, you know, somebody may try to prove me wrong but i feel like animal sacrifice i'm pretty sure i'm right animal sacrifice was not a thing anymore once we got into the new testament because jesus was the ultimate sacrifice so once they hung him high and stretched him wide wasn't no more need for animal sacrifice according to the bible according to you know yeah um correct me if i'm wrong but be with me when i'm right so that makes sense why it's foreign to us, right? Because we're not living in the Old Testament. Are we living in the New Testament though? I'm just, I'm just asking a question. Um. Anyway, excuse me. Moving on. Um. That made me just think about that song. Uh, <laughs> I ain't gonna sing it. Uh, Jesus paid it all. That was that's the Kirk Franklin and the family. Y'all need to play that one. But anyway. Um, in our, and a lot of our, um, I would say not our, in ATRs, um, again, I can't speak for every ATR, but I can speak for what I know. We do believe in giving and offering in order to receive the blessings of our spirits. We don't just go and just big and hope and wish that you give us something just because we deem ourselves to be worthy and deserving like that's self-righteous if you ask me spoil a lot of y'all are spoil like the new orleans people say this is really a thing where you have to make an offering appease your spirits Ooh, i'm just getting more and more ideas but i'm, I'm gonna try to keep it um i'm trying to keep it where it needs to be on the length of this episode um, another thing, moving on, how do we all practice voodoo? I mean, not voodoo, look here, y'all got, now nah, I'm messing up, who do, who do, how do we all practice who do? And this is going to be a short one, fun, but, um, every, everything black folks do is in some way rooted in who do, um, I believe who do can be recognized in the old wives tales in the church and at your grandma in them house especially in the south baby down south is heavy the inner the hoodoo is heavy um but back like with uh the book i read earlier uh i ain't gonna go back in my notes because i'm getting lost my place but she uh did call you know say that it was uh, a thing in the black belt south so, you know, shout out to all my peoples in Texas, in the H, my peoples in Louisiana, Mississippi, Florida, all it. But anyway, um, the old wives tales, common sayings and things like that from the elders, right? The stories. Um, the thing is, our people were stolen, you know, from their land and they are 
I was going to say were, but no, they very much so are psychics. They are seers because psychic is giving me uh, non, non-black, non but they're very, they very much gifted. They were seers. They knew things um, and they knew what they knew. They didn't doubt it. They trusted themselves. They trusted their gut. Oh, I'm getting, this is spiritual. Wow. Because like Harriet Tubman, she trusted her gut. She trusted the constellations. She trusted her dreams. And she freed, helped to free so many people. That's where we come from. Y'all, that's hoodoo. That's, that's, that is, that is spiritual. Let's just say that. Our people knew. And it's funny because um, even though they were stolen from their land and they were beaten and raped and tortured and all of the things that we already know, their gifts never left them. Their gifts didn't leave them when they were going across the water. Their gifts didn't leave them when they were being tortured. Their gifts didn't leave them when they were when their true names were being replaced by the names of their oppressors. Their gifts did not leave them. They were in fact were passed on. That's why so many of us are remembering. That's why so many of us are gifted. It's in our DNA, baby. It's oh, giving it's giving Kendrick Lamar uh DNA. <laughs> it's in our DNA. But okay, back to the topic because I was getting I was getting a little hoot, a little shout. Um, an honorable mention. I want to say that old wives' tales, um, by definition, <laughs> on the Googles, is a superstition or traditional belief that is regarded as unscientific or incorrect. Yeah, they basically trying to say that your grandma and them didn't know nothing, cause they couldn't prove it. But our people know. They know. Y'all not hearing me? <sighs> but okay, so like, remember when Grandmama them, Papa them, Big Daddy, whatever y'all call them, would say, um, if your hand itch, it means the money is coming in. Um, now, they didn't give, a lot of our grandparents didn't give us the full story because i believe it's if your left hand itches to me money coming in and your right hand itch money going out look it up but it's something like that but you know black folks we be talking about okay if your hand itching don't scratch it put it in your pocket put your hand in your pocket and women if you don't have no pocket reach your hand in your bra because <laughs> you know that's where we keeps the buddy sometimes uh but that was that was that wisdom right um Another one, don't set your purse on the floor. You're going to lose your money. Or uh, if if grandma was dreaming of fish, that meant that somebody was pregnant. How, now, how, like, I don't pause because uh, fish, where do you find fish in the sea, in the ocean, in the, you know, the body, in the body of water? Where a baby's born from a body of water. Who is the deity of the water? Some say Mami Wata, some say Yemoya. Okay, that makes a lot of sense. They was trying to tell us something. And it makes sense. They were seers, dreamers. Anyway, another one. Um, whenever a family member dies, that means that a baby is about to be born. 
That is reincarnation, beloved. <laughs> Another one, if you break a looking glass, which is a mirror, um, that means you get seven years of bad luck. Now I forgot about that one. Now I remember it. Um, actually, I ended up, some of these came to me, but then I looked at a list from like, I think it was 1936. They had 36, 37. They had all these different ones on there. And I was like, I forgot about the, the break in the mirror. But yeah. Uh, throwing salt over your shoulder to keep evil spirits away. Eating black eyed peas and greens on New Year's Day for you for, or New Year's Eve, depending on when you ate, for good luck and financial prosperity throughout the year. Y'all, they don't, your people, but some of y'all people just be making stuff just because their grandmama or their mama told them to make it. And they, but some folks really, really know where that comes from. Another one is don't walk under a ladder. You'll get bad luck. And another thing, wishing on a star. You know, people say to see if you see the shooting star, you make a wish. All of those little quote unquote superstitions, like they had meaning because it worked, because it was true. In the church, we speak no weapon formed against me shall prosper. Or we pray Psalms 23. Yea, though I walk through the valley in the shadow. Hey, I just heard, um, what was the rapper? This saying this song, yeah, do I walk through the valley in the shadow, whatever? Ah, oh, can't remember his name, but anyway, um, you know what I'm talking about. Paradise. Um, ah, okay, y'all know who I'm talking. Coolio. All right, so uh, anyway. <laughs> But when you say those things, when you pray those prayers, that is a uh, incantation. Some people like to say affirmation, but it's or just a prayer because it feels good to your spirit. But it's very much so, you know, giving incantation. Um, when you drink of his blood and eat of the body, that is a ritual. It's a ceremony. It's also giving very cannibal. Oh, first of all, but that is, that is very much so hoodoo. Like, come on. Just saying. Baptism. Very much so ceremony. You dipping you in the body of water. You are what? Reborn. You are made over. We already told you about the water. And then it's funny because much like an ATR, there's that decency in an order, but much like an ATR, uh, when you go through initiation, you are reborn. Uh, you can, it is not until after you go through these ceremonies like baptism, um, that you are able to take part in certain other rituals, right? So you cannot, what the church I went to, uh, I don't know about everybody, but you cannot have the Lord's Supper. You can't eat the body and drink of the blood until you've been baptized. Like I remember being a little kid and when they would pass the little plate around with the little cups of grape juice and the little pieces of flatbread, they had to go over people. If you didn't have that cover, that initiation, baby, that ceremony, you can't eat this. Hmm. It's giving very ATR to me, but okay. Uh, another thing, holding hands to form a circle for prayer or for any other reason. Well, two or three gather together. No, I'm just playing. But 
Um, <laughs> hold it here. It's the form of a circle. That first of all, a circle is uninterrupted, right? It's not a. It's not a. You got to turn a corner. This, you know, no. Everything is the womb is a circle. There's so much symbology. It's so mean, much meaning in circles. But circles are very much so powerful, and they're used in all traditions. Um, and you see that in hoodoo for sure. It's it's uh like you see I'm sure you've seen in a movie where they would draw spit on the ground and draw a circle around and do the little thing yeah that so it's it's in the church too it's everywhere it's everywhere especially if you're black so yeah we all have a little hoodoo in and around us um it's our job though to open our minds and to um, just be in receiving mode to the practices and not allow ourselves to continue to roam around with a cloak of fear, a cloak of lies, a cloak of withheld information pulled over our eyes. These practices are indigenous to our ancestors and your ancestors were not evil. I repeat, your ancestors were not evil. Now, some of y'all had some ancestors that were crazy. They did evil things. But as a whole, your people are not a, our people are not a evil people. Them other people are. I just said something. I hope y'all caught it. Ain't nothing that your ancestors did on our homelands evil I just mentioned how the the roots and the herbs are used for medicinal practices I just mentioned it why uh, a lot of us sought the help of uh, uh, hoodoo practitioners and con- you know I, I just told y'all that what's evil about wanting your family safe what's evil about wanting somebody to be healthy to live a long life what's evil about wanting love What's evil about wanting money? Come on. The Bible said that you'd have life more abundantly. How you gonna have an abundant life and you broke? I'm just saying. I'm trying to wrap it up. Okay. So, yeah, your people were not evil. Get that through your head. If you can accept that, then you can say, okay, if my people were not evil. They did not practice anything that was evil. They did not worship the devil. The devil is not real. I'm sorry. But if you want to continue to think that, that's fine. But they were not evil. They did not worship the devil. The devil didn't make them do it. (laughs) Do you think that they would do something like that? Honestly, truly ask yourself that. And then go from there. I would love to continue this conversation on the ground or on the Twitter streets. In the Twitter streets, I mean, in the comments, all of that. Like, I would love to continue the conversation. And we will because there's so much more to unpack. But I just wanted to give, like I said, a soft introduction to help you see the ways in which you are a hoodoo, my love. <laughs> um, And once you know something, you can't unknow it, baby. I didn't, I, didn't, I didn't put you out there. So, anyway, that's all I got, y'all. I hope y'all enjoyed this episode. I truly did. Um, Yeah. Until the next one. 
I love y'all and I like y'all a little bit. Bye. Our time together has come to an end for today. Thank you for listening. I can feel your energy and I'm so glad to know that you're vibrating higher. Before you go, take a moment to rate and subscribe. Your support is everything. I look forward to our next chat. Until next time, be well.